Hello, everybody. This is Beth Wearsdale, author. This is a happy Wednesday or hump day. We're trying to make sure it's not so much a hump day for you all today. Um, this is the Horror Book Chat. And I'm here with a fantastic Jim Oddy and Stephanie Nietzsche. Hello, darlings. Hi. Oh. I've been so excited about today because I am such a big horror fan. Um, and it was actually you, Stephanie, that suggested we, we do another book chat show. Um, so I'm super excited about it because, you know, obviously all three of us are authors, all three of us are avid readers, um, and Jim writes the most spectacular horror books. Well, they're, they're, they're horror and thriller, aren't they, Jim? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, so I write a lot of psychological thrillers. Um, a lot of them do kind of, I guess, go over genres to kind of bordering on um, really horror. And I guess what would have been considered horror back in late 80s, early 90s, before, you know, things were kind of recategorized to um, suddenly make things, you know, suddenly more thriller and that because it, it seemed more acceptable uh, and more commercial to, to make it that way. But yeah, yeah. I, I like to I like to delve in and out and look at the dark dark side of, of life as well as having a little bit of comedic um, lightheartedness as well. That's fantastic. I've got to say your new book cover. Have you seen his latest book, Stephanie? No, I haven't. Let's see. Oh my gosh. We're going to have to put it in the comments. We're going to have to put a link for Jim's books because his new cover is look at that. Oh wow, yeah. Isn't that fantastic? The crazy the crazy season. Yeah, I like Honestly, that. It's so enticing. It really, really is. We've already got people joining us, so I'm gonna pop them up and say hello. So Theodore has joined us. He says, Hello, you all. Hi, hello. Theodore. And we've also got Anna as well. Hello, Anna. She's one of my readers, actually. She's fabulous. Hi, Anna. Um, so for those of you who are just joining us, this is a horror book chat. So we'll be chatting all things scary, spooky, and horror related and with, with regards to books. And I am super excited. Um, I just want to get rid of one particular myth with you guys and everybody who's watching. Um, because a lot of readers and myself included before I became an author, I think we automatically assume that an author who writes sci-fi fantasy, for example, will read only sci-fi fantasy. Um, and that is not the case because I write sci-fi fantasy and I have always been a massive, huge horror fan. I mean, I when in my teens, I always had either a James Herbert book in my hand or especially Stephen King, I couldn't get enough of those two authors. Um, so I was always reading horror and it wasn't until later on that I actually really got into sort of fantasy and sci-fi. So what about you, Bob? Stephanie, what, what do you love to read and what do you actually write? Well, I write women's fiction, but I love to read everything. It's more or less the mood that I'm in. You know what I mean? And when I was a kid, I only read horror. I loved it because I used to also love Alfred Hitchcock, Twilight Zone. I don't know if anybody remembers or if it was when you guys were growing up, but does anybody remember when the hand came up out of the out of the wavy ground? And oh, I mean, Friday the 13th. I mean, there were a lot of shows on too, but those were the books that I read because as a kid, I enjoyed horror. And I even wrote like, a, and oh, the vampire movies from like a long time ago, you know, when we were kids, like there was some black and white horror. You know, that was horror then. It's different now. Now vampires are, it's like romantic fantasy. You know, the vampire thing is like totally different than it was, right? When I was a kid anyway, we might have a little bit of an age difference, but when I was a kid, vampires were strictly horror and they slept in basements and under buildings and, you know, in coffins and they, you know, right? They crossed their arms and they wore capes. Now they walk around and they look like regular people. But people, <laughs> and people used to go around with, especially the priests, buff, they'd have the big crosses. Oh, yeah. The cross, <laughs> the garlic. They even used to sell the little plastic fake teeth. But I did, I did start out as a horror lover. I read horror books. I watched horror shows. I couldn't get enough of it. But then, yeah, as I got older, I tended to want to write more about 
women's, you know, issues and, and things that happen, you know, in life, you know, to people. It's not even, you know, men read my books too and they, they love them and they say that they can relate or, you know, they just enjoy the read from a woman's point of view, I guess. But um, so now I read everything. So, and I did, I did just bring a couple out, couple out. This is Stephen King talks about Richard, is it Lehman, Lamont? But I think he has, I think yeah. he has yeah. passed away, right? Yeah. I think he's yeah. passed away. And this is my favorite, Neil Gaiman with the Graveyard Book. I have not yet. I insist, Beth, you do a audio book with Neil Gaiman. We're gonna have to talk to Mr. Gaiman about that. And I got a Dean Coons odd hours which is also horror so i just i just wanted to like bring those out but this is yeah my favorite and he even does um he reads this on youtube like six chapters maybe at you know at a time so that was yeah that's pretty fascinating but um i i read everything i've read your book jim i plan to read your book i just i read it depends on the mood yeah yeah what about you yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty much the same. So, um, you know, when I first started reading adult books, it was um, horror that, that I started with. So it was people like Sean Hudson, um, of course, James Herbert, Stephen King, um, moving through things like the Christopher Pike books. I always really enjoyed because that was kind of um, a, a bit of a halfway house of kind of a young adult um, kind of yeah. horror. Um, and, you know, then I got into... John Grisham's and yeah, um, James Patterson and kind of more thriller sort of things like that. And, you know, a little bit more kind of mainstream. Um, but now, you know, I'm, I'm back to reading kind of young adult books as well. Um, I like people like Nora Roberts, where it's a kind of more of a mystery kind of. Uh, yeah, you know, I have heard books. But, you know, it's about relationships as well as the kind of mystery of it and you know I, I quite like that all setting quite nice like sceneries and stuff you know I was I was born and raised in the country so city books don't mean so much to me I like very you know I guess countrysides and um coves and small fishing villages and you know those sort of things you know just nicely out um out in the middle of nowhere where strange things can happen um and I guess there's more you know for me there's more kind of possibilities whereas a city itself is just seems a big scary place to yeah. me so you know it's it's a whole different kind of kind of ball game but I, I did exactly the same as Stephanie actually so I, I bought a couple of books that, that I liked as well so like so, so Richard Lehman again um oh, one, yeah. one of my, I like that one and um Fantastic. Uh, Darkness Tell Us so that's that's one of the ones I, I really like and I've um, you know, having read all of the Richard Lehman ones, I've now started collecting some of his um, rarer ones as well that he did under other names and things like that. So I've kind of started getting back into that. Um, Bentley Little is a, a huge Ooh. one that I, I like. Um, just he, he could, he has a bit of a formula to him, to, to what he does. Often someone moving to a, you know, to, to a new town and then there's some sort of evil that happens and, you know, the, the main guy is usually you know, kind of a happy-go-lucky kind of family man, you know, gets, sorts it out in the end sort of thing. But, you know, it's, there's different scenes, there's there's different weird things that go on. And, um, yeah, I've just always kind of really like those. Um, and just a, a Jack Ketchum, but he's he's kind of a little bit more extreme with... Um, like, I haven't read that one either. Yep. list is getting out of control, I've got to tell you. <laughs> It's hard to, it is really hard to keep up. And especially when you write, right? It's hard, it's yes. hard to read. You're either, you're either writing or you're reading. You could, you know, yeah. so you, yeah. it's so <laughs> difficult, especially when you, you know what it's like, you're constantly getting idea after idea after idea. It, it's, it's really tricky to keep up with it. We've got some more people that's joined us. So I'm just gonna say hello to them. So we've got Dot who's joined us and she says, hi there. Hello, Dot. Hello, Hello. And we've also got Donna. She says, hi, Jim and everyone. Thank you hi, for Donna. joining us. Donna. Donna. Um, oh, there we go. So Dot says, I write dark fantasy, but usually don't read or watch it because I like to scare people, but apparently don't like to be scared. <laughs> I'm not the only one, Dot. I've got to say, I know quite a few writers who are exactly the same. That's so funny. Um, 
Wendy has joined us as well. Thank you for joining us, Wendy. She Hi, said, Wendy. Hello. I remember Chilla. Oh, great. See, Wendy, yeah. Because yeah. that that's, you know, from a while back now, yeah. Chilla. And it was in black. I'm pretty sure it was even in black and white. And then they switched it over to color. But I mean, they were good. They were creepy. Oh, we're yeah. frozen. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah. Oh, I think, yeah, Beth is frozen. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, we lost Beth for a second, but I know Beth will be back. But as far as as far as Chilla goes, they had some nice creepy stuff that went on. That you, you know what I mean? Like if you watched it, mm. you would actually get the feeling that it was scary. Mm. And not only do they not make those anymore, but horror has changed, right? Yeah, like you no, said, exactly. And it, it is all about isn't it? It's, it's the fear of, and you know, the doing the small things to just make more more fear as opposed to having to you know big theatrical blood and you know guts and whatever you, you don't need that i mean you know there was there was the, the 80s where they went over the top with that and kind of uh all the slasher like the slasher yeah. And the, yeah the bloody stuff and we were just talking beth about how horror has changed so, yeah. you know it, it's from the way it used to be to the way it is now and then like jim said about you know everything well not everything but it's you know well, like before it used to be creepy, like you used to get scared or like it used to give you a feeling, but now they don't make those anymore. And it's really not like that anymore. And then Jim was saying how in the 80s, like everything was like slasher and, you know, it, 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 just, it just changed. I think a lot of it is basically our desensitization of, of horror in general. I mean, you think about it. I mean, the first books that I remember reading uh, when I was young um, which were then turned into movies were things like Bram Stoker's Dracula. Um, I mean, the original Dracula movie and book was like really, oh, you know, scary and terrifying. And and even Frankenstein by Mary Shelley, you know, at the time, even when I was young, that was still quite a really scary book. Um, obviously, then it got put into, again, movies and they've had different adaptations. Um, but I think you just get more desensitized to horror in general. Um, I think it's only really now that we've got the technology to make movie adaptations super realistic. Yeah. The text now can really do the original book justice. Um, and, and, and I must admit, there's few that I few authors I think have really changed horror for the better um, and I think the, the first one, well, the first two obviously is Bram Stoker and, uh, and Mary Shelley, I mean they literally catapulted the horror genre didn't they at, at yeah. and we're talking back in 18 something and 19 something um, but then you've got for example Anne Rice which who you know who did um, like interview with a vampire and that type of right right yeah um, I've read all three. There's actually interview with the vampire, the vampire, Lestat, and yeah. Queen of the Damned, and and even those were quite scary. When you actually read the books, they're quite scary, you know, because there's a lot of <laughs> you know, right. going and sometimes that doesn't always transfer over though in the movie. No, right? the movie was more romantic i think mm. horror and when i read her books they were more scary horror although there was an element of you know companionship and love between the characters and everything um but i would still class her books as more horror than anything else um but then again it sort of turned with the movie adaptations and then the the interest of vampires all of a sudden, it, the vampires became less horror and more romantic, especially when Stephanie Myers did the Twilight series. <laughs> yeah. Vampires were not horror yeah. anymore. They were completely <laughs> romantic. Yeah. They were going to school. <laughs> it's quite funny how it all changes. We've got loads of comments, so I'm going to quickly pop them on. Okay. Um, Sue recommends Nesferatu. She says, excuse the spelling. Sue, I am just as bad at spelling, believe it or not, even though I'm... It actually bad. looks good to me, though. <laughs> I don't know if that's right or not. 
It's a tough one. <laughs> Grammarly, I could say that's all I could say. Um, Dot says, where in New York, New Jersey is Stephanie from? Oh, I guess it's my accent. Um, right now, I'm on Long Island, but I'm from the boroughs, Brooklyn and Queens. And I was born in Philly. So oh. all of those across the board have accents of their own. <laughs> so I just, I guess, a mishmash of them all. <laughs> it's me, you just sound like a New Yorker. I would not have a clue. I wouldn't have a clue. Um, uh, Claire's just joined us. She says, hi, guys. Lovely to see you all. Thank you for hi, joining us. Hi, Claire. Thank you. And we've also got Heather who's joined us, and she says, hi, everyone. Hi, Heather. And uh, Donna says, feels like no fiction can be more horrifying than some of the real stuff that happens in our world. Um, my gosh, you couldn't have said a truer thing there, Donna. I've got to tell you. Oh, and Leanna's just joining us. There we go. Hey. Hi. Hi, Leanna. Hi. Hi, everyone. Listen, you are fine. You are absolutely fine. We're just talking about, in fact, I'll put the comment up again for you, Leanna. Leanna, okay. for those of you who don't know, Leanna is, a, is an author, and she also has a blog called Slam Dunks Luscious Reads which I, I, you need to check out. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, so I'm just going to pop up Donna's comment, which I think it, it's a bit of a, she's spot on. She says, feels like no fiction can be more horrifying than some of the real stuff that happens in the world. Oh, um, absolutely. I've got to show you absolutely spot on there. Some stuff yeah. that happens in real life, you think, you think you hear it or you see it and you think, I couldn't make that shit up. I know. Yeah. Yeah. If, if somebody, somebody wrote it, it, it would be ridiculous. That's right. But it's really happening. The, just some of the stuff that's been going on here in Australia lately with domestic violence and you know, um, you know, a father, um, well, I wouldn't even call him a father. He as it was a domestic violence abuser, had went to court and the powers that be decided that he didn't need supervision with his oh, nine-month-old no. daughter. And two hours after going to court, he killed himself and the nine-month-old baby. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, exactly. Do you know what? In that sort of situation, I honestly think that the idiots who set him free should be charged with, ne with negligence. Exactly. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, whoever wrote off on that has got that child's blood on their hands. It's yeah. just like... The, uh, they knew the horrific things that he did to his wife, yet let him go. That is a horror story. It, it, no. I, I tell you what, I think some of the best horror stories that I've read have been based on true stories. Yeah. And, then, and sometimes you don't even know that before you start reading the book. And, and, yeah. you it and you think, oh, my God, and it's giving you chills. And, like, oh. and yeah. then out it's based on a real-life event, and I think that sometimes that just blows your mind because you're like, oh, my God, somebody lived through that or didn't. <laughs> didn't well, exactly. Well, exactly. Even, with, even with the children's stories, they say if you really dissect those stories that really they're not nice. Like there's stories that we tell our children – one does not come to mind at the time, at this moment, but basically all of them, <laughs> they're really not nice stories. Um, but the way we read them, I guess, and the meaning that we try to, you know, at the moral of the story is, and it's always supposed to be like a nice moral, share, be yeah. kind to others. But as the story is, you know, as the story is being told, terrible things are happening sometimes, yeah, so, right. which makes it horror. Do you know, it's Stephanie, because, um, oh, I don't know which computer I'm blasting it out of. Stephanie, have you got headphones available, darling? Say, I'm sorry, what? Have you got headphones or earbuds available? Oh, I can go and get them, yeah. Do you think, want me to get them? Would you mind? I think my voice is coming through too too loud on your side. Okay. I'm going to get them on right back. Sorry. Um, okay, right back. Yeah, funnily enough, I actually read an article two days ago and it was so fascinating because it was about the real life Beauty and the Beast. Now, oh, wow. that, obviously, we know that as not being a horror story. You know, we know that it's been all lovey-dovey and finding love and, you know, and everything else. Yeah. 
but it was actually based on a real life couple. Now, apparently this guy, and I can't remember his name, I should have written it down, but he was actually born uh, thinking in France, it was either France or France, and he had the medical condition where he's covered in fur, covered in hair, and basically he was given to royal, the royal family as a pet and locked up and caged and horrendously, and then he was given to a gift to another royal family, um, which I think was in France, and basically the Queen was such a nasty piece of work, she thought it'd be funny to, to get him married to some poor unsuspecting girl who had no clue about his medical condition, big public affair, to humiliate this guy, bless him, um, and then luckily, I mean, they stayed married for 40 years and had seven children, but but <laughs> four of the kids had the same medical condition and they were literally given away to other royalty in other countries and, and suffered their lives of hell. And it blew my mind the fact that Beauty and the Beast was based on a real life couple that went through horrific times in real life. Oh, I missed that because I had to get up. But yes, you're talking about a children's story, right? Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Isn't it insane? I don't, I, don't, I, don't, my mind. I don't mean to interrupt, but I know you wanted me to get headphones. I can I, I only have these, but I don't know if they're gonna work. No, I don't think I don't think they're gonna work. Does anybody know if these will work on my laptop? I, I don't know, but don't worry. Don't worry. I'm sorry. No, 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 you're fine, darling. You're fine. I'll try and tone my voice down. I've got quite a strong voice. <laughs> Maybe it's me. Am I talking too loud? No, no, you're not. It's definitely my voice. I'm going to put some more comments up so we can have a look. Um, Sue Scott, hello, Sue. She says, one of the scariest movies I ever watched was Halloween, the first TV showing. They had cut the bloody scenes and left everything to your imagination. I think sometimes that's worse. <laughs> I, loved, I loved Halloween. Oh, my gosh. And movies ain't like that anymore either. No, right? agreed. Yeah, I mean, I nobody, gets, nobody gets scared at that. You know, you know, just talking about movies for a minute, you know what movie was so scary when it first came out? Everybody was afraid. Um, I don't remember the name of it, but maybe it was called The Cabin in the Woods. But these college students oh. went to the woods and then they, they read paranormal something. No, not the paranormal. Activity. This one is Bruce Campbell. I think his name is. I think he even wrote oh. the script. Evil Dead. Evil Dead. Evil Dead, Evil Dead, Evil yes, Dead. that's the one. Yeah, and they go to the cabin. Did you see that one, Beth? Yeah, you I saw that. One? And you saw that, Leanna? And Jim, you saw it? Yeah, yeah, I saw it. But Beth, yeah. you didn't see that one? Well, when it first came out, <laughs> I mean, now forget it, you'd laugh because now it's like ridiculously funny. But Leanna and Jim, when it first came out, wasn't it scary or yeah. no? It was. Yeah, it was. It was so frightening. And then they uh, they read something, right? Like some kind of, I don't know, from yeah. a book or a spell. Yeah. And then they started like turning into like Evil Dead. <laughs> it was mm. just so, and the girl was like, like floated in the, like just that stuff was so scary back then. And yeah. then I watched it again with my husband and we were like laughing because it was like so <laughs> ridiculous. And I said, I can't believe it. I was so frightened of that. Like stuff that, like I was afraid to go to sleep and turn the light out, you know? But yeah. now it was like- The thing with that movie, what what we found, um, so uh, yeah, I grew up in the middle of nowhere and we, we used to go to a little uh, youth club that only had about 15 children. And um, my dad used to set up a video machine. So we'd have like a video night or whatever. And we actually took Evil Dead there one night. I hadn't seen it. <laughs> And of course, there was there was kids there of about six or whatever, and you know some of them were white by the end. And we didn't we didn't know what it was going to be like at all. And I mean, I was I was probably about twelve at the time, but some of these kids were probably traumatized by it. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was yeah that was scary, and the branch it was, it was just yeah, yeah. much. Yeah. Right, I it was the it was the voice of the demon that got me. Um, just. Yeah, it was just so scary. And I, and even for the, the time that the movie was made, the graphics for that time mm. was pretty full on. Oh. And um, so, because <laughs> it was not, what was it, 19, what was it, 1980, 
84 or something. Oh, before that. Oh, yeah, but for that time, the graphics mm. and everything were, um, you know, spectacular. Yeah. So seeing, <laughs> you know, all of the the, um, the the tree branches and everything come out and the, but the music, it was the music that um, was frightening as well. Yes. But yeah. that and voice we, of the demon. Yeah, the demon voices. And when yeah. they would go into the woods, like they would, like the camera would leave the cabin and go into the <laughs> woods to let you know that something yeah. crazy was happening in the woods. Yeah. And you'd be like so afraid, like, what's that tree going to do? And then the tree That's wouldn't right. do anything at that moment. And then it would no. flash back to the cabin where these people were like locked in. They couldn't get yeah. out and they were just terrorizing each other. And the one especially that they locked in the basement, do you remember the door was flipping up? Yeah. And the yeah, lock exactly. was on it. And she was like, hee, 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 hee. And she, oh, bed. I mean, that yeah. is like mental torture. And that was, yeah, pretty mm. scary. But now it's the comedy. So, Beth, if you get a chance and you want a good laugh, you should definitely check out the old set. Like you laugh now because I think one of the most horrific things I watched when I was young, which I felt was a horror, was actually Watership Down. Oh, my God. My auntie took me to the cinema to see it after I got badly burned. With hot water, it was not a pleasant thing. Oh my god, that sounds like a horror right there. That's scary. Front all down my front and back anyway. Oh. So to cheer me up, my auntie decided to go <laughs> Feel good <laughs> <laughs> One horror story to another horror story. <laughs> yeah, we'll go cheer Beth up. We'll, we'll take her to the movies to see water tip down. That bloody movie gave me nightmares for weeks. What was it? Was it a military? No, it's bloody rabbits. But there's one in particular mm. rabbit, a nasty piece of work. And the git oh. goes around literally ripping other rabbits apart. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that, was my face. that was my face in the movie theatre. My auntie Kathy, this is a great movie, isn't it? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I had nightmares for weeks. Because that sounds of, terrible. That sounds I, terrible. I couldn't go near rabbits for... for <laughs> you were traumatized. Especially if they, were, if they were white with the pink eyes and they're looking at me. <laughs> you see you see how effective horror movies and books can be? Horror can... It's, it's, it well, really is effective. A movie, though. I mean, it's supposed to be like Watership Down. Funny. That was a children's yeah. movie. Yeah. It was aimed at children. I mean, yeah. there, was, there was no <laughs> children's <laughs> G rating or anything on the bloody thing. Maybe children that like to kill animals. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Right, we got sales went coming. down. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We've got some comments, so I'm going to put them on. Let's have a look. Um, da -da -da -da. Okay. Okay. Claire's got a comment. She says, who would each of you say was one of the most absolute best iconic horror characters? Oh, that was a good question. Oh, that's, a, yeah, wow, Leah. that's a hard one. I mean, I, I have to say, because I mean, I think this was a book before it was a movie, and I think everybody would agree that it had to be Linda Blair from The Exorcist. <gasps> Good one. Because that scared the crap out of yeah, <laughs> everybody, yeah. right? I mean, I, that had everything, I, I, demons, religion, and yeah, children. Yeah. And, um, and in that, that movie, um, we lived down on a sheep and cattle station um, here in Australia, and my stepdad was a station hand, and this one day we were um, like we were like uh, well about a half an hour, forty five minutes away from town, so we didn't even have TV properly. I think we had one TV channel, and um, so we lived basically watching DVD well videos back in that that stage. And we got The Exorcist, and my mum, my sister, um, myself were all sitting on the couches. My stepdad and his boss were having a cup of coffee behind us at the kitchen table. And we just got to that part where her head started spinning around. <laughs> and all of a sudden there was this massive clanging, banging noise. And those bastards went outside, had gotten chains and thrown them on the roof. We had a tin roof. Well, I went running in that direction. My sister went running in that direction. My mum went running in that direction. 
and I have not I have not seen that the rest of that movie ever since and my poor sister she was just oh and to this day still traumatized she went and got rosary beads and everything at the Catholic church and would pray every night before going to bed uh, she ended up oh, that was so mean of them. They probably she ended up funny, bro. Oh yeah, they, they weren't laughing for too long because mum was oh like yeah, the, the word divorce was thrown about. Might have committed murder. Oh yeah, but I've now I've not been able to watch the end of that movie, oh, and God. it's just because, and I think because it's based on true events, is another oh, reason my. why I can't watch that movie mm. as well you know so but um but yeah i think i'd have to agree the exorcist was um it, yeah right that's <laughs> one the one that comes to mind it's the one that comes to mind definitely yeah and oh. then and just recently um uh salem's lot by oh, stephen king yeah. oh okay i was uh, i was it. able to yeah i was actually able to get the dvd on um from ebay so it's getting delivered in any day now. But I was about seven, I think, and I really wanted to watch it. It come on TV and I really wanted to watch it. Mum said, no, you can't watch it. It's not suitable. You're too young, rah, rah, rah. Well, I knew better, of course. And I snuck down the stairs um, and we had like a spiral staircase, snuck down the stairs to watch Salem's Lot. Worst mistake of my life. <laughs> oh, my God. Every nightmare I had even now sometimes, um, is about vampires and me getting attacked by a vampire. And I remember um, running back up the stairs and hiding under the bed with the blanket covers and everything, and I've got my fingers like this. And I remember mum coming in the room the next morning to wake me up, and I'm still laying in bed like this. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that movie really had an effect on you. Oh, it really did. Oh, it, really, and I, it really did. But and but now, I mean, I I love vampire movies. I um I love to read vampire books. It's just, but it's just something that has stuck with me ever mm. since. But yeah, um, I've got to learn everything the hard way. <laughs> you have to see for yourself, right? Yeah, you have to see for yourself. Was absolutely. It was one of my favourite books, I have to say. But I could just imagine you, you know, what would you like for Christmas, Leanna? Oh, a crucifix, please, Mum. <laughs> and some bowls of garlic. <laughs> and holy water. Right? Holy water. Do I need some holy water, I think, to like sprinkle on the demons I'm, and the vampires and stuff, right? I'm not. I'm not religious by any means, but I used to, on the way to school, stop in at the um, Catholic Cathedral and light a candle for my grandfather because my grandmother was always threatening to murder him. And um, I think that was my first, <laughs> that was my first, um, I don't know, how would you would say it, um, in, in, into getting into the occult <laughs> religion. Oh, okay. um, You know, so, yeah, it's... Um, but that's pretty interesting. They, that's pretty oh, interesting how how that you know led you to light candles for your grandfather. Oh, it's pretty interesting. I, I, he he um he I just loved him. I loved him so much, and I would think you know if you would just learn to shut your mouth and not give Nan a hard time, she would stop threatening to kill you. Right. <laughs> and I could stop lighting these candles. I, I swear, I swear, someone could write a horror movie just on my childhood. I tell you what. Oh, <laughs> well, there's a book for you, Leanna. <laughs> something for you to work on. Oh, my oh, change, the change the characters around a little bit, and you probably got a good story there. Oh yeah, right? yeah, definitely. I'm working on. I'm working on one now. It's a, a vampire um, story, and. Um, I've no idea where I'm going with it just yet. It's just it's all coming at me all over the place, and I've just been writing scenes here and there, and I'm hoping at the end of the day that it all just adds up. <laughs> yeah, just have just have fun with it. Is it going to be yeah. present? Is it going to be present day? The vampire. Uh, yes. Oh, well, um, this, the the backstory is um, from like a century ago, but um, the and it'll lead up to like the the first chapter will be present day and then forth. Yeah. Well, oh, it sounds you've got plenty mm. of uh, personal experience in the horror field to like throw some stuff in. 
<laughs> Jim, what about you, darling? Who? What's your favourite horror character? I, mean, I guess it's probably Jaws. I would. I would say. Um, oh, that's a good one. I love the good book. Uh, the book was fantastic because I love the backstory of the characters that the the movie didn't quite kind of go into because it was all slightly yeah. different on that. But yeah, I mean, I, I remember watching the movies ever since I was really little, and you know, yeah. slowly as I'd hear the music at the beginning, and you know, because when they used to have the credits, didn't they, at the beginning of the movies, and yeah. um, it would all be underwater, and you wouldn't actually see anything, mm -hmm. and there I'd be kind of hidden but excited about watching it and still a bit mm. on edge as well. And just absolutely loved it. Um, but I've still always been a bit wary being in the, in the water ever since. Which, yeah, um, that stopped people from going to the beach. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, people were afraid to go in the water. Mm. Yeah, they were. So that yeah. is a good horror character. Jaws, the shark. Peter Benchley, who, who wrote it, was, you know, huge um, shark fan. And, you know, it, it really disturbed him to think that he had mm. almost single-handedly made whole generations of people scared of, of I'm sharks. Scared of sharks. Wow. I remember, well, I remember the, reading an article about that. Mm. Mm. And the music yeah. was good, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. it was. Yeah. And I, the way it I went, it was scary. scary. <laughs> And I think Steven Spielberg done such a fantastic job on that movie with the budget mm. that he had, um, mm. but the way that he did it, because it, it was the music, again, the music um, drew you in and you knew that something was going to happen and you were just waiting and then nothing happened and you go, oh, phew, and then something happened and, and you jump out of your seat. Yeah. It was phenomenal yeah. in doing that. Yeah, yeah. And I, th I think <laughs> that's what scared people the most. The yeah. shock. Factor. Yeah. Yeah. The shark. What about you, Stephanie? What's your favorite horror character? Oh, I, I would think it was uh, my favorite or the scariest because I would have to go back to Linda Blair being the scariest in The Exorcist. But my favorite, I don't think I really have a favorite. I mean, zombies scare the heck out of me. Like I used to be able to watch zombie movies when I was a kid, but now seeing people getting their flesh ripped apart or that like that noise they make when they walk. Like I couldn't even play that video game that my kids have. I don't remember the name of it, but there's zombies in there and they really, they really scare me. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's a few, I know some people might think Pennywise from it, the clown. I mean, I know the original was, uh, was done one way and then they say the second one was better. Um, I don't know. I guess I don't really have a favorite. There's just like maybe, Things, certain things that I remember that like stick, you know, stick out. But you know, vampires are cool, and everybody loves Twilight. I, but that wasn't really horror Twilight, right? No, yeah, no, it wasn't. That was I more romance. Yeah, I know, and I still haven't seen all of that properly yet. The Twilight movies, and my kids like are so disgusted with me. <laughs> but well, I haven't I, seen I, them all either. I think <laughs> only the first I made one the mistake the of going and, and seeing the first one um, with my wife, and we we were in there and I was looking around and you know I was pretty much one of the only males in there and <laughs> every time you know, the, the guy came on the screen it was just everywhere was like <gasps> I was like what is going on here <laughs> yeah, I walked into some twilight zone I was like is your wife team Edward or team Jacob Ah, oh, good question. I remember. I don't, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> he doesn't even care. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to hear about this toilet this, anymore. This was about 10 years ago, wasn't it? So I, <laughs> that was longer than that. Okay. I mean, when I first watched, I mean, I know everybody wasn't crazy about it, but I really liked the first one. I thought the first one was, was really good. I don't know. I got all caught up into that romantic vampire romance thing with, you know, the, the human girl or whatever, you know, the regular girl or whatever it's called. The alive girl, because I guess the vampires are the dead or the undead. Yeah. So yeah. I guess oh, Kristen Stewart, yeah. what would she be? The the, the alive, the alive yeah. girl. <laughs> <laughs> the girl in the story. I've got to say, I much preferred the books to the actual movies. I mean, the movies were okay. Don't get me wrong; the movies were very well done. But like most things, I preferred the books because there was more mm. detail in there. There was more depth in them. You know bit more action and stuff so i did prefer the the actual books um we've got some more questions up hang on a minute 
Um, let's have a look. Um, okay, Donna says, I swear Disney films are barely concealed horror, horror films, lots of death and horror and stuff in them. I absolutely agree. I've heard that too. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Right, because they do they do a lot, lot of stuff that's quite scary, but it's done in a sort of light-hearted way, isn't it? So yeah. Get yeah. away with it. Um, Sherry's joined us. Hi, Sherry. She says hi. Hi, everybody. Sherry. Hi, Sherry. Um, now, Wendy says Evil Dead. Yeah. That was yeah. Yeah. And there's so many spin-offs from that now as well. Uh, um, there was even a, um, they did like a TV show, I think, on Netflix for a while there. Right, yeah. 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 Oh, wow. They did. I did, not, I did not see that. But let me ask you guys a question. If you see, oh, look, we're talking about horror, so let's stick with horror. I mean, and even Twilight. Um, if you see the movie before you read the book and then you read the book, does it somehow... I don't know, would you rather read the book before you see the movie? Because the scene in the movie kind of, yeah, yeah. I don't want to say it ruins the book, but does it kind of ruin the book? Because now you have this whole yeah, visual yeah. thing going on, and then sometimes oh, the story okay. doesn't match up with what you saw. Okay, right? I'm yeah. see what you guys think, because personally, I would rather see the movie first and then read a book, because nine times out of ten, the movies don't do the books justice. Right. However, and when you can explain things a little bit, but... Go ahead, however, what were you going to say? There are a few movie adaptations which actually did the book real justice. Um, so it, it's a very, very difficult one. See, I'm, I'm such a huge fan of Stephen King. I've, I've read mm, nearly all of his books. But nearly every movie adaptation was such a huge letdown compared to the book. I mean, for example, Tom <clears throat> was one of my favorites and that's like horror but with an element of sci-fi because it's which one i didn't hear that i didn't hear the name the, to the, the tommy knockers oh the tommy knockers okay the, yeah the book was fantastic and it was yeah, that really was cool. amazing i've yeah, just recently bought the paperback yeah it was phenomenal and this and in my head it was absolutely epic mm -hmm. um but the movie adaptation was like oh was that it i was yeah. so so let down. It was, it was such a yeah. letdown. It was very disappointing. And I think um, Stephen King had said in an interview that that movie disappointed him um, because the the book was so popular. Um, and I think because of the uh, I don't know, but it's because of the creative difference between the director and um, and his version and vision of it, um, there was a lot of issues on set. And yeah, he didn't didn't like the movie i don't think he um, likes a lot of his uh, a lot of the movies that are made from his books i don't think yeah. he's i guess happy with it, I but love, I love how the movie goers and then sometimes if you stick with the book the movie goers aren't going to be happy right with what they see yeah it's like and two I think different it's, it's, animals i guess exactly and i think that's how we interpret them too because we can all read the same book and get a totally different interpretation of it yeah um you know and we and how we see the book in our own eye in our own right. mind's eye um you know is totally different and when the movie comes out and you're like well that didn't happen or that they didn't put that part in and, and it can be very disappointing I think yeah I think so too and I think if I'm not mistaken with The Shining you guys remember The Shining did everybody yeah. see it and read the book so um I'm pretty sure in The Shining the sun was supposed to be the one that the spirits want or cling to. That might have been how it was in the book. But then when the movie was made, they more or less focused on the dad. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I guess that's really where, you know, on TV, you know, or in the movies, that is really where the excitement yeah. comes from, especially Jack Nicholson's yeah. performance when yeah. he goes, here's Johnny, <laughs> which I think he made up. I think he ad-libbed that. I could be wrong. <laughs> But that, that movie to me was a little peculiar. I, I know The Shining gets rave reviews. People say they love it. I wasn't really a big fan of it. I found it to be like I maybe the age that I saw it too. I really didn't understand <laughs> what was going on. I just thought it was a little peculiar. I don't know. I thought they could have did the movie a little better, a little different. I, I enjoyed the movie. I loved the book more. Um, but I thought the movie was quite well done. However, if the spirits had been, you know, if it had been more to the book and the, and 
that the spirits were, you know, focusing on the child, I would have found that a lot more spooky in a movie than than the adult. Than the adult. Anything that affects the kid is going to freak you out even more. Yeah, uh, yeah true. <laughs> Hmm? What with the, with the Shining or with um, the reading? No, with it in general, do you prefer to watch the movie first? No, I will almost always read the book first. Um, and if I know something's coming on Netflix and I've got the book, then I will make sure I read the book before I mm. see it. But yeah. then, are you disappointed if it doesn't match up? Like, are you disappointed if you read something in the book and then yeah. it's really good and it really, you know, it's gripping? And then you watch the show and you're like, hey, where's that part? How come they didn't put that in the movie? Because I don't like when that happens. Yeah, I me too. I'm so used to the two never matching up that I think oh, I okay. always enter <laughs> expecting them to be two separate kind of entities almost. So, yeah, yeah. and, you know, like um, like we were saying with, the, you know, what, with your own perception of when you're reading the book, you know, we all will imagine something completely different and you know the faces will be completely mm. different they're never going to yeah. be the same as the actors or actresses exactly um, and yeah. i think the, the the other you know when you've got directors you know directors as themselves are their own you know they they see themselves as the most important person and they're the huge creative person on that set so i don't think all the time or even much of the time do they ever want to copy the book completely unless it's something yeah. that either you know the author's on set and or there's some financial mm. gain so the, the <clears> author <throat> is a executive producer and, and what have you i think very much they will want to put their own stamp on it plus they're thinking commercially what will make them money mm. what will make them you know so i think there's a lot of you know maybe egos involved in all that's a like good that. point and yeah. certainly with yeah. the shining i mean you know you think of stanley kubrick and you know, he was his own strange kind of ideas on movies and things anyway. And, you know, he went to the nth yeah. degree, didn't he? Taking hundreds he and hundreds of pictures of scenes until he got it exactly yeah. right. And so, you know, you're always going to get that strange kind of twist to things. Um, mm. so, yeah, I think my own, that's, that's why I'm, I'm always assuming <laughs> the two will never marry up. So I'm, I'm hoping there'll be two. Mm. Things that I both enjoy, but you know, yeah. I, th I think another thing we think of is that obviously movie directors and people in the movie di industry, they've got to think a completely different way to us because when we're writing, we're writing the story, knowing that our reader can create that in their mind and and yeah. create that scene in their mind and that action and and that event. Whereas everybody in the movie business, they have to think what it's going to look like on screen. So we're actually looking at it visually. So something that we might think was really cool in a book or really super scary and stuff, they might not be able to create that same thing on screen. That's a good point too, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't translate the same way, right? From the book exactly. to the yeah. movie. Like you read it, but then you don't see it that way. Exactly. Yeah. So they have to make that they have to make that decision as well of do they do something that's subtle that maybe a lot of people will miss, or do they have to almost dumb it down so that that point mm. is got across and you know the audience isn't asking questions. But yeah. then yeah. are they taking it away from a thinking person's movie to yeah. you know it's, yeah it's a very it. it's a very fine line isn't it mm. you know yeah because it could be disappointing but, too if it's not executed exactly. properly mm. you're like That's what right. like yeah. it could just fall flat yeah. <laughs> exactly and, I mean, if you, and if you've got um you know your favorite book and they make that into a movie and it turns out it's nothing what you thought it was going to be it's so disheartening um it you is. Know, it kind of ruins it. It does. Yeah, it does. It does. And, you right. know, um, like Stanley Kubrick, yeah, he he really marched to the beat of his own drum, that dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, um, even the movie that um, he directed with Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. I was, yeah, that's what I was, Eyes Wide Shut. That was yeah. his last film, I think, right, before he That was his last film. 
Mm. That's right. It was his last film, yeah. Um, and that was like, and even to this day, you know, I've watched it and I'm like, what the hell did I just see? Yeah, um, I don't get it either. Yeah, it. yeah. I think that's like a private, private kind of joke or a private kind of world that I think so. You have to yeah. see his movies about three right. or four times before you can mm. actually before get you get everything. Things. Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, and I'm a nice girl, but a bit slow. But that just went, you know, completely over right my over head. head. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was <laughs> with the mask. <laughs> and, yeah, I, I definitely agree. Oh, Right, we've got yeah. we've got ten minutes left, so I'm going to quickly go through some more comments and shout outs. Okay, and um, I just want to say one more thing about Stephen King after you do your thing, Beth. I just want to talk about one more book, if we can. Of course, of I'm course. Fast. Um, let's have a look. So, oh, Carla's joined us. Hi, Carla. She says hello. Hi, Carla. Hello. Hi, Carla. Um, says psycho another oh one. yes norman all those yeah all those camera takes and angles that they said hitchcock yeah. had to do for that stabbing right. shower yeah that was creepy and yeah. then the mom dead mom in the rocking chair oh my oh, god no. so many spoilers i hope everybody saw these because i'm giving away spoilers. <laughs> everything, everything i'm talking about spoiler spoiler alert <laughs> I reckon all these authors should be given as a cut because we're selling all their books, look. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, I uh, Sherry says that, that sounds scary. It, it, she could be talking about any one of them, really. Any one of them. Um, <laughs> they all sound scary. Exactly. She says, Carrie, oh, yeah. to me, that was another good one. That, that was actually quite well done. Yes. I've got to say that was quite well done. Um Claire says, by, by the same author of Watership Down was a story called The Plague Dogs. Oh, my God. So maybe it was a horror movie my auntie took me to. She <laughs> <laughs> says, oh, my days. It was absolutely devastating. And the ending is horrific. I appreciate you sharing that, Claire, because I will definitely not be watching that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Claire. Thanks for the heads up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, Leslie's joined us. He's another author. Hi, Leslie. She says, I'm, Hi, in Leslie. A, I'm in a waiting room. Have to watch later. Hi, everyone. Hi. Uh, hello. 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 Always comment afterwards, Leslie. It's all good. Yes, um, we can definitely read those comments too. Exactly. Um, oh, Matt has joined us. Matt says, Evening all at work tonight, but we'll catch what I could. Oh, well, Hi, thank Matt. Thanks, Thanks for joining Matt. us. Uh, just for everybody who knows who's 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 watching, um, if you aren't able to watch the whole thing or you're watching watching it when it's over, um, you can also listen on my new um, podcast as well. That's so, right. I'll, yeah, so I'll be sharing on the podcast as well, and it's on Anchor FM, Spotify, Google Podcast. There's loads of them. Um, so you can listen to it while you're supposed to be working. And pod, yeah, podcasts are great because you could be cleaning the house. You yep. could be folding laundry, cooking. That's what I do. And I and I pop on the podcast. So I think that's yeah, there's a hard movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, housework, right? There's, oh, there's, there's a hard movie. <laughs> oh, my God. So true. Exactly. Sherry says, I'm, I always like the books better than the movies that they make from the books. Too, mu too much is left out for mm -hmm. me. And, and I think that's another thing that we have to remember is that, um, and Autumn said this a while ago, I can't remember how much she said, but so many pages is a minute of a movie. And, and we don't really wow. comprehend that because especially if we're really into a book, we speed, speed read. Yeah. And when it gets to a really critical part where there's going to be a horror action or, or you know, something really transforming in the in the book, we tend to read it even quicker because we can't wait to see yeah. what happens. To see what happens. Yeah, it's, it's really exciting. And our brain yeah. works so quickly when we're reading, we don't even realise that we're literally playing a movie in our mind of what we're actually reading. Um yeah. But to transfer an actual book to a movie form, if they, for example, most of the Stephen King books, if, you know, if they actually did it, including everything, the movies would be so long, nobody would want to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why they did. Um, yeah. That's why they did the what is it? The Stand, um, and they made it into a miniseries because the book was so long. Exactly. They wouldn't have been able to make a movie. Oh, right. yeah, exactly. So that's why they made it into a miniseries. Yeah. 
it's, it, it's very, very interesting. Um, Claire says, got to get some sleep for work now in the AM. Oh, bless her. Been great to listen to you all. Thank you. Oh, you are so welcome. Claire. Thank you for watching, Claire. Sure, Claire. She is Bye, so Claire. awesome. She is so awesome. Um, Donna says, I think The Green Mile is one of the few Stephen King films that, that nailed it. I, I agree. 100%. Yeah. Whoever yeah. was in charge of the casting for the Green Mile got it right. Nailed it. Every yeah. single character mm -hmm. was cast to perfection. And and yeah. especially Oh, Beth got frozen again. Uh oh. Oh no. Beth, she, she froze up too before you came on. Well, wasn't <laughs> <What>? <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We'll have oh, to do a gosh. part two. Well, hopefully oh that's why. I hope she's coming back out of body experience. Attack of the body stations. Oh, yeah. Was you were like hijacked by aliens or ghosts or something? No, do you know what? If I'd have known it was going to do this, I would have had some fake teeth and some fake blood. That would have been awesome. Next time. Yeah. Surprise. Nobody heard that, okay? <laughs> That's a great, that is definitely a great idea. I can, I can edit it all out later on. It's all good. Oh, that's right. Um, so Matt says, Donna, Donna oh, and Shawshank. And Shawshank, Shawshank was another yeah. very, very well done movie. Um, although yeah. I never read, I, Stephen King. I never read the book. Mm. I have one of the few books that I, I haven't, haven't read the book. And I think I didn't know. Well, I, I didn't know until recently that he actually, or until last year it was, that he actually wrote the book, Shawshank Redemption. Mm. Yeah, because oh. that's so oh, not no him. You wouldn't think that would be a Stephen you King. It. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, my husband watched that movie so many times because it's his favourite. He has watched mm. it so many times. I feel like the, the characters are like neighbours. I know that. <laughs> and you know what they're going to say, right? You know what they're going to say and everything. You right. can do the dialogue. I, I've never yeah. had the to, to actually read the book because I, I feel like I could literally just tell yeah. you the story fluently through the movie. <laughs> I'm, 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 with, um, I'm the same with Stand By Me. So, uh, oh, oh that's fantastic. Nobody that associates Stephen King one. with these movies, but yeah, that's a great movie. And pretty that much all fantastic. the dialogue is exactly the same, isn't it? They're, yeah, it is. I don't it think is. That's a fantastic anything, movie. So, yeah. No, yeah. And that means the more we talk, the more we keep um, finding really good movie adaptations that we didn't realize they were there. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we could do a whole hour on Stephen King. We could, you know what I mean? On another time, we could, you know, if you guys yeah. want to get together again, we could just do a whole yeah. hour on Stephen King because I have some things to share, and uh, I'm sure as I'm sure you guys do too. Because I know it's seven o'clock, so you know I know we have to cut it. But um, yeah, maybe we could do an hour on Stephen King. Poor Beth, she's probably like, oh, Stephanie, you keep on. <laughs> Beth is so overworked that I'm giving her more and no, more. Stuff I, mean, to do. <laughs> I, would I would definitely be up for that because I, well, I've read so many of Stephen King's books. I'm a huge, huge fan. Um, but I'd also like to sort of talk a bit more about James Herbert because I, I don't know that many people other people that are huge James Herbert fans. And yet I think he's written some of the best horror stories going. Tell me, tell me a few, because for some reason none, it's not coming to mind. Give, okay, well, yeah. I doesn't think, ring a bell to me. I first discovered James Herbert. My friend's school friend Zoe had a collection of horror books and she had a lot of James Herbert. And his first book or the book I read first that really piqued my interest was called The Rats. Um, and I will never look at rats in the same way again. I I love them. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't. I'm not a great fan of of rats and gerbils and stuff like that. Anyway, they're like Ooh. right, <laughs> the rodents. Yeah, they are, they are scary. But it was such a well done book. I mean, I was addicted, and I literally demolished it in two days. Um, so you've got the rats. Then the next one is the domain. 
And then the third in the series is called The Lair. And oh my gosh, it's like the rats win over the humans. The humans don't stand a chance. Because, you know, when you, think about, when you think about how many rats are literally in one city that you don't see, but if they all came out, they oh. would they outnumber the humans. And it's that, it's that like, oh, do you know that what I mean? Is uh, it's like, it's like, head, that's horrifying to watch. Yeah, that's like head lice. <laughs> Once they come out, they're everywhere. <laughs> there's another horror movie for you. Um, and there's yeah. another horror movie for you. The other one. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking, you know, they've made some, I'm sorry, but I just want to say this because Leanna made me laugh. But they have made so many movies about rats and mice and, you know, scary movies, Jaws with the sharks and stuff like that and whales and, you know, the birds. How come they never did? Like you said, the lice. That's right. right. How creepy the right. lice could go in your ears and in your mouth, and then you think it could, you know, form into your body. Oh, disgusting. Oh, no. Sean Hutchins' Slugs. That was one of the first books that I. Oh, oh, slugs. Yeah, that's slugs. Yeah. Right. Yes. Head lice and things like head lice and bird bugs and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> a little bit too close to home. When Jaws came out, how many people did it affect going into the water? Can you imagine? Oh, heaps. I mean, yeah. everybody yeah. shaved their heads. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, they freaking you think about it, right? We we've right, Liana has just mentioned headlights, and I've half the people who are watching it all are like that already. Yeah. Next time you see us, we're all gonna be bald. Oh. <laughs> My my daughter my daughter gets it quite a lot, so I've I, I've got a lot of knowledge about headlights. <laughs> oh, well, and, and so we know who to come to. Oh, and, and she's she she has long thick hair as well. So oh, oh wow, that it's, that's my nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? I feel your pain because my daughter Holly was exactly the same, thick dark hair down to her butt, and there was mm. one child one child in her class that constantly had them, that had kept them. giving them to the whole class. And yeah. got to the point where poor Holly went, said to me one day, I'm, I'm literally combing through her long hair down to her butt again. Like, it was getting to the stage like once a month, if not twice wow. a month for mum to do it. Yeah. And she went, mum, you just cut it all off. <laughs> just cut it off. <laughs> her hair was down to her butt and she made me cut it off to hair. I was... Oh, broken. Well, you know, they do yeah. say that they're attracted to clean hair. Yeah, they are. That's right. Yeah. 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 I mean, so maybe she should have not washed it and she wouldn't have got oh. some. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Long hair, but it would have not been washed. But yeah. I always forget that. But anyway. But the thing is, if you, if, you do horror, if you do a horror story about something like that that's really close to home, not only are you going to traumatize the adults, but you're going to traumatize the kids. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> for all the kids who've been through it they know it's hell exactly right? yeah, it is it's a big game mama you checking me again leave me alone yeah. <laughs> take out the comb with the oh. evil crazy look in your eye yeah. oh my god that's we a good cover of the book the lace <laughs> and the one who's benefiting right away Oh, you, and the one who's benefiting from it the most is the chemical people because the amount of stuff you've got to buy yes. to, to wash the bed linen and, you know, go through their hair and their head lice cones and, you know, like, oh, yeah. I'd be so rich. <laughs> I'd be so rich. <laughs> oh, no, <you're> right. <laughs> oh, actually, as, as we've got people on, we've got lots of people on who are actually part of, you know, families and stuff and good kids and everything else. Um, you can actually get, and I'll try and share the link. We thought it was supposed to be a horror chat, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, for lice, you mean? Oh, no, no. Yeah, like a free kit. Yeah, because after I chopped all Holly's hair off, <laughs> I then discovered this conditioner, and it's got um, tea tree oil, tea tree and, oil, and a, I think it's deet oil or something. I'll have to remember. I'll have to. I'll try and find it. But literally, I got recommended after the amount of money that I spent on all these mm -hmm. 
chemical and you don't want to keep putting chemicals on your kids heads no <clears throat> yeah. absorbing straight into their scalp for god's sake yeah. um but this conditioner you literally use the pea-sized drop on your hands and you massage it into the hair after you've washed it and i swear to god she never got them again ever wow a preventative measure because they would not go near the smell I will try and find out what it was that I bought. I know it was something in the UK, but I'm sure you can find an adaptation of it. But it was it was definitely tea tree and something, but I will find it and, and put it in the link or send it to you if you want if you want to know, let me know in the comments. Yes, please. <laughs> and now we have a beginning, a middle, and an end for a new horror book. Oh, there you go. And tea tree the same I would have thought. Yeah, you're everybody. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Guys, it's been an absolute joy to talk to, uh, and I love doing these chats with you because it's so much fun. Um, I have got more comments and stuff here that I haven't got to, but obviously, poor poor Jim's in the UK, and he's probably thinking, "When's it going to be over?" <laughs> I think I heard him snoring. Oh, no. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, it's probably getting on to midnight at Jim's end. So he's probably oh, wow. because he's been writing and helping authors all day. Um, thank you, everybody who's watched today. If you've got any further comments or anything like that, please put them in. Um, and we will all try and, if that's okay, we will all try and keep up with with what you're posting and, and sharing. Um, we will do another book chat because there's so much fun. Um, I will, we'll, we'll take a vote. What what type of books would you like us to do a book chat about? Um, let us know in the comments and then we can get together and, and organize something. Um, Sounds good. Guys, you're fantastic. You are so much fun. I love you uh, today. <laughs> you too, um, Beth. You, you are such a pleasure. Oh, and thank you, you so much definitely. for doing this. I've been so looking forward to it. So I'm so glad we got to do it. Oh, and I look forward to doing so it again. Yeah. Again yeah. and again and again and again. I love it. I love it. Um, and don't forget, I will be uploading to the podcast so you can listen as well. And it will be available on my website and on my off page and YouTube and everywhere else. Um, so if you didn't awesome. catch us live, you can watch us on any device that you've got for whatever platform. So we're all good. But thank you, awesome. my darlings. And uh, we'll no see worries. everybody for the next Witty Writers book chat. Bye, guys. Yes. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. And bye, Leanna and Jim. It was so great bye. seeing you. And you too. Thank you. Too. And